Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. Uh, I got a couple more topics for us to do. Can we do another grab bag episode? Because it's the holidays, and in the spirit of Christmas miracles, we could just do uh, like more questions that people sent in, and even do one that you want to do because it's Christmas. <laughs> I'm, I. I don't know how to respond to that, and I wish that I could express to our listeners the like physicality that went with the question. But having said all of that, sure, let's do a grab bag. <laughs> I was, I was, I was hoping for some sort of enthusiastic yes. Uh, okay, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cue music. And welcome to another episode of Pandas Talking Games, where we literally are making up how to put the show together while we're recording it. And I am one of your hosts, Phil. And I am your other host, Senda. And for tonight's episode, we are indeed going to do another grab bag because this is the week of Christmas. And in fact, we are recording on uh, solstice. So we uh, happy solstice to everybody who is celebrating. Um, it is the longest night. And tomorrow ro- marks the return of light to the world, which is... Yay! Cause yay! Yay! I- <laughs> Yeah, because I'm I'm uh, happy. I to, could, I'm waiting for the days to get longer. I could use some light. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, anyway, so we had a couple topics, one of our own laying around, and a couple that uh, that listeners uh, provided, and you know we like to do those things. Um, and I'm not opposed to doing a few grab bags, especially during the holidays. They're lighter shows. Um, we're you know like we're busy, like we're we're doing Christmassy, you know stuff and. Mm-hmm trying to wrap up our year you know like at work trying to get like stuff done at work and <laughs> all that stuff so uh yeah so uh let's uh let's be all um let's let's be all full of holiday cheer and uh let's do something out of the grab bag uh why don't you give us our first uh topic yeah, so our first question came to us from um, Lurker in the Shadow on Twitter, who asked, uh, Cyberpunk Red, what's the good, the bad, and the panda with it? Well, So the reason that I asked this question is because I'm not reading it, but you are. So what are your thoughts, feels, impressions so far? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's... Um uh, let's 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 do some bona fides here. Let's do a disclaimer and some bona fides. Sure. Uh, so disclaimer: I have not yet played Cyberpunk Red. I have not gotten it to the table to play it yet. Yes. Um, so everything I'm going to talk about is strictly from my read through. Yeah. Okay. But to qualify my read through, I uh, have been playing Cyberpunk um, for some time. Uh, I, I bought the original 2013 box set with Friday Night Firefight. I uh, played 2020. I have uh, many much supplements. Um, in fact, uh, my love for uh, my love for this game is so much uh, that the rocker the rocker boy um, <laughs> the rocker boy, which I have argued is the best bard um, on the Mr. Mark show, and uh, the rocker boy from Rocker Boys and Vending Machines was inspired by Cyberpunk 2020. Right. Um, so I know a little bit about this game system and I have run previous versions of it a lot. OK, so um, also take that with a grain of salt. Um, sure. <laughs> OK, so with all that said, uh, Cyberpunk Red, what do I love? Uh, what do I don't love? And what am I um, what am I struggling with? How's that? Sure. Yeah. The good, the bad, the panda. The good, the bad, then uh, is the panda the struggle part? I is guess. That, I guess. Is that because sure. you just like, you know, get drunk and fall off of I'm things? Fall, well, the thing, what, what's the thing I'm falling off the chair over? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. All right. Things I love. <laughs> um, so things I love. Uh, I love the layout of this book. Um, for starters, it is, uh, it's a very clean layout. And actually, if you read up on their site, they actually went to some pains to, um, to pick a font, uh, to pick, I think, fonts that um, were visually accessible. Yeah. Um, they also went with a really clean uh, layout template, white background, very e- like very easy on the eyes. Yeah. Um, it's got um, 
it, it's two columns at times and one column at times, even for an eight by uh, 11 book. And I like kind of how they mix that up from time to time. So like in the middle of a chapter, they'll suddenly go from two column to one column and then back to two column. Uh, it just like, it just, it's easy. Like it's pleasant. Um, it's pleasant to read. It is not difficult to read. The artwork is amazing. Um, the having, <laughs> having, um, having the 2013 rule book, which I believe was laid out on a Mac in 1989, <laughs> right? In Quark Express in 1989. Right. And seeing the uh, line art that was used for that compared to the absolute sick art budget that, yeah. that was used in, in this. The art is fantastic. Uh, it has a lot of things that um, if you are a fan of the older cyberpunk game, you will dig like the quotes um, are stuffed in all the white spaces. So there's quotes from various NPCs and um, things like that. Uh, mechanically, the game is not drastically different than cyberpunk 2020. Uh, I think it, I think it smooths out a couple rough areas, but if you are familiar with playing Cyberpunk 2020, it is very much the same. If you are not familiar with playing Cyberpunk, then I will say this. It is um, it is a very traditional game. Uh, do not expect um, do not expect it to be like a PBTA or a fate or anything like that. It is uh, it's very much a traditional game. Uh, you are typically rolling stat plus skill plus one D10 versus a difficulty number, sometimes a pose, sometimes flat difficulty number. Yes. So is there one particular thing or anything that has stood out to you so far in rereading, in not rereading, but in reading these changes for the first time? Like, do you have one favorite sure. or specific not favorite thing that they did change or update about the rules? Sure. Uh, yeah, I can. So from the player side, and I think this is really awesome, uh, each of the character archetypes. So there's like kind of classes in the game, like solo, nomad, cop. Uh, corporate or whatever. Each of those always had a skill. Sure. And in the previous incantations of the book, that skill was pretty like thinly described. Sure. Uh, and what they've done now is like they've made that skill uh, for each one of the um, each one of the archetypes. It is so much more expansive. Like it, it gives like it gives you so many more things that you. It's not even just a skill anymore. It's like an indication of like how. Um, prevalent like how good you are at your particular archetype yeah um so for some of the ones like med tech it, it gives you points to put in these like very specific med tech skills if you're a nomad um it gives you access to like more vehicles Ooh. so they did like a really nice thing with it like it, it's it's um it's much beefier so i think like when you're when you are a when you are a player the um, investment in that skill and raising that skill has some real tangible benefits besides it's just going to make your die roll cooler. Right. So that's cool. I, I really like, I, I, I really like what they did with the character classes. And I think in general, every one of those classes um, feels just like the original class, but better. Yeah. Like they just made each one uh, even more enjoyable to play it. Nice. Okay, so that's that's cool. definitely the standout thing for me mechanically. I it feels to me very much like the original game, uh, which I'm very okay with. Right, I have no problem with the original game. It's um it's very straightforward. It's really easy to learn. Skill checks are easy. Combat's pretty straightforward. Uh, it's pretty deadly, and they just tell you <laughs> that in the book. Like, it's deadly. Um, you're gonna lose characters from time to time if you're not careful. So that's Yikes. a thing. <laughs> And, and if you don't lose them, you're going to lose parts of your characters because there's oh. definitely some there's definitely some rules where it's just like, well, uh, you took a critical hit, you no longer have an arm. But it's cyberpunk, so you can get a new one. Right? You can you can get actually you can get a clone one for just the cost of a hospital visit. You can get a regular cyber arm that doesn't do anything fancy for the cost of a hospital visit. Or if you want to shell out money, you can get your cyber arm that like is all jacked up and does cool stuff. Right. Uh, I will so, say one. Yeah. I, ne next time you're in the hospital, you should probably opt for the jacking it up instead of just going for the clone. Well, if you're if you're broke on cash, right? Like if you're I'm, broke on cash, you I'm can get an arm. I'm kidding about your broke. <laughs> oh me? Yes. Arm. You personally? Yes. You personally? Not the I should have gotten the clone. You. Yeah. I definitely yeah. Should've. Yeah. With your cyber arm. Anyway, sorry, carrying uh, on. Yeah, so one little thing I really liked is, um, and I'll just mention this because um, uh, 
I'll just mention this because I um I think it's a really cool little feature. There's um so one of the surgeries is gender affirmation surgery. Mm-hmm. And uh, purposely designed because I read I read this in a set of tweets. Uh, the the procedure is uh, low cost. Yeah, it is ubiquitous, so you can go almost anywhere to get it. Like you can get it at a clinic, you can get it at a you know you can you don't have to go to a hospital for it. It costs no humanity, which is the index by which um, kind of limits how much cybernetics you can jam into yourself before uh, before you have like a mental breakdown. Yeah, so it has no humanity cost. Sure. Um, and, um, it, like you can get it anywhere. So it's, yeah. it's cheap, available and doesn't, um, detract from your humanity. Like it, it's just routine. Like if, if, if you need it, want it, have it. Nice. And then you can do some other stuff. Like you can get some exotic stuff. Like if you wanted to be like a cat, like you want to be cat boy, that why will cost would you, you. Why would you say that? <laughs> well, that will cost why, you some humanity. Why would you mention that particular idea? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> if you wanted a tail, like that will cost you money. But if you wanted to just, you know, if you wanted to change your character's gender, you totally can. And it's not a, like, it's just, it's not a thing. Um, and I like that. Like, I like that, you know, in, they didn't have to address it. You know what I mean? But like yeah. they addressed it and were like, oh no, it's perfectly, it's normalized. It, you know, it's routine and it happens all the time. And, and even better, they took away the humanity cost, which. Yeah, um, that's, that's a big thing. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to worry about stat block stuff. Or taking a penalty, like, right? Like Yeah, you know, that's what I mean. Exactly. Like, and they give a good explanation, right? They're just like, the reason you lose humanity for cybernetics is because you stop thinking about yourself as human like when you can punch through uh like a car door yeah right like your humanity takes a hit but if you're just <laughs> if you're just changing your gender to the gender that um you best identify with then yeah. that's just normal yeah and i thought that was like again i just it's nice it's just a nice little thing in the middle of the game yeah okay so i've said a lot of things that i love about the game i have very little to say about what i don't love about this game um, I don't think I have anything at this point without having run it where I've been like, Ugh, like, I don't think I like it. Um, the net running might be the one area where I'm like, maybe not my favorite, but I also as a game designer and knowing as a game designer who has played previous iterations of this game and a GM who has run previous iterations of this game, I appreciate what they've done to net running. Yeah, I'm just not 100 percent sure till I play it. Yeah, if I'm totally on board with it, it's a it's a much more linear. So previous versions, this thing were like a dungeon crawl yeah. that you played in the middle of the game with everyone else. <laughs> yeah, that, we've talked about this before. Yes. It seemed like not the best idea because everybody else would sit run. there bored, and then and then that the net runner would sit there bored while everyone else did stuff. Yeah, like, it was it was very difficult to pull that off smoothly. This has a much more uh, a linear, faster version that you do integrated into the initiative with everyone else. Sure, it's not bad. I have to see it though. Like I gotta run. I gotta like I gotta actually GM this to be like okay. I'm a hundred percent on board with this. Sure, but I'm. It's my one area where I'm like mm, okay, uh, and then the thing I'm struggling with, um, and again. I like this game a lot, right? Yeah. The one piece I'm struggling with is the setting. Um, so cyberpunk, the cyberpunk games have always had um, its own history, its own canon. And this game um, hitches off of the end of what's called the fourth corporate war, which was like part of the canon from previous. And uh, it does some stuff. I don't want to give any spoilers away, but it does some stuff to Night City, which is the main setting. And I am like, I get it. Like it all fits. The canon all makes sense or whatever. But I'm what I don't know yet. And I haven't quite finished reading the Night City chapters yet is can I still have the kind of cyberpunk adventures that I'm used to running when I ran 2020? Like it's clearly it's not 2020. It's 2045. The world is different. Night City is different. But like, can I still do like, I don't know. I need can, to just. Can you still tell that kind of story that you've been excited to tell again? Yeah, or is it like a different 
type of cyberpunk story because cyberpunk as a genre is really big and that's okay, right? Like it's really okay that cyberpunk as a genre is, um, you know, far more, um, far larger than, you know, just neuromancer. Sure. Um, I have a very what? strong attraction. <laughs> I have a very, well, I, you know, uh, I, I'm a very old school cyberpunk fan, right? Neuro, Neuromancer, the sprawl trilogy is like some of my favorite um, material. And so for me to not be able to run something that might be exactly like the sprawl trilogy is a little more of a hurdle. Yeah. Uh, but I like this game enough that I'm like, I'm going to get through the GMing section, kind of see um, what else um, is in there in terms of how to run how to run sessions for it and stuff like that. And maybe they'll win me over. And if they don't, I'll just take the rules and run it. Like, I'll just run 2020 using the yeah, red the like, setting. rule. Like, you just take the setting from 2020 back. And I, I, like, I really could. Forward. Yeah. Now, saying all that, again, very traditional game. If you are not a person who's like, oh, I don't really want to play a traditional game. I want, you know, I want my more indie game. Then I'm just going to go recommend Get the Sprawl. Um, I have also run the Sprawl. Yeah. Um, it is fantastic. It does cyberpunk in PBTA wonderfully. Um, and I am thrilled with it. And I enjoyed playing it. And uh, it feels very cyberpunky. And so if you want indie plus cyberpunk uh, go play that. Go play the sprawl. And if you are cool playing something traditional, then uh, by all means, I think Cyberpunk Red is going to do you just fine. All right, cool. Let's move along. <laughs> yes, sorry. Hope that that's wasn't okay. too much. No, that's okay. It's obviously a game that you were excited about, which is part of the reason that people wanted to hear you talk about it. Sure. Right. Sure. Because like we we keep like dancing around the edges of it for a while. Um, cool. So our next question came to us from Mo, the tabletop bellhop. Um, and this is going to be fun when I try to pronounce yes. words. Do, just do your best. So bear with me. Because um, I know how I would say them in, I don't know, on a Well, well they're, um, they're Latin, so just go with it. I know. I'm going to do my best. Latin was never a language that I took. Um, which is the better giant panda? The Ioluropoda melanoleuca or the Ioluropoda melanoleuca ginglingensis? Okay. Ginglingensis? Um, so at this point, I think it's important to say that um, I don't actually know the difference between these two species of nope, pandas. Neither. <laughs> um, so I'm going to tell you. Uh, and so, true to the question, I did not look up, because I think it, it said not to look up what they were. Uh, um, I don't know if it did, but I think it's much more fun this way. Yes. So... We, we um, didn't we didn't look them up. Yet. We, have we are going to look them up. open to help us out in a minute. <laughs> okay. So, what I like for pandas uh -huh. is, I first of all, I like pandas that fall down a lot, um, that are kind of rolly, you know, like they roll around. But if there's a difference in size, then I like the little panda. Like okay. you know the video like of the person trying to clean the the, the panda yes, enclosure. And there's baby pandas and they well, keep like jumping in the rake in right, the bucket maybe and holding on to their legs and Right. Maybe those are baby pandas, or maybe if there's a smallish panda there's a small that baby it's, panda. Right, then it's sure. that one. Okay. I don't know which one that is, but if there's a bigger so, or smaller, I'm 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 putting my like on the smaller right well so let me ask you uh, yes. another question so like what do you consider to be key best panda traits whether those are like physical traits or like action traits all right so panda so first of all it's got to be black and white mm -hmm. um I'm, i like, agree with you on that i like black and white panda better. i mean I, traditional black and white panda eating <laughs> eating bamboo, right? Mm -hmm. um, bamboo nomming, yes. And um, I don't know. I like. I mean, they just they seem kind of like they fall down a lot. Like I, I don't know if that's a trait or just something I like about them, but they they, they seem to fall down a lot. They're just sort of roly poly, clumsy blobs. Of yes. Yeah, fun. they're just yeah, they're kind of adorable, right? Uh -huh. Like. Okay, kind so I think I, okay. I think that's all I got on this. Okay, right? I think that's all I got too. Should we look? Yeah, yeah. Tell us about each one. Yes. Okay. So, so the first one, the Ailuropoda melanoleuca. Oh boy, um, is the giant panda. So that's your standard panda. 
That okay. is a black and white panda. That is exactly what we expect. That is the kind sure, of sure. panda that we are generally referring to on this show. Okay. Okay. Um, the other kind of panda that I'm not going to try to pronounce again that is the three letter, th- three very long words long. Sure, sure. Is the Kinling panda, which is actually the brown panda. Oh, well, yeah. then, yeah. The brown so, giant panda. But brown. No hate on the brown panda. No, no, that's that's. But fine. the first panda is then my panda. Yeah, they're they're still cute. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, definitely, I think I'm I'm more into the the standard giant panda. Yeah, I, I definitely have to say that um, the first panda is probably then more representative of what I think when I think panda. Yeah. Um, so yes, that's what I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that was Mo, right? Was that that Mo, was Mo? The that was Mo. Bellhop? Thanks, thanks, Mo. <laughs> Ding. Ding. We did the pandas. Okay, so now uh, we have one topic from you. Right. So we have a topic just because I know that this show is going to drop just before the new year. And as we last time did gifts as we went into the strong holiday week, um, which is the week that we are now in. Um, so this month no what is this a week <laughs> oh boy is it still march <laughs> um so yes. it's like it's like the, it's 347 the 300- 347th day of march <laughs> um so uh on this episode i thought that we could talk about um well uh, let's be honest we are neither doing resolutions this year in this year <laughs> the 2020 we are neither doing resolutions nor do we want to look backwards and Uh, so what we would like to do in preparation for the new year on this particular episode is to just chat for a couple of minutes about what we are excited about in gaming for 2021 like what we're going to bring to the table yeah like what we're going to bring to the table like what what is what are you excited to run or play next year Cool, cool, cool. Uh, do you want to go first? I did um, a lot of talking previously. Do you, right, you because we talked about Cyberpunk Red. Sorry, I asked the question, so I automatically like went to hand it to you. No, no, it's okay. Sure, I'll talk. Um, so the game that I am playing right now, I am both excited to continue playing and also excited to back, hopefully, in February, which is our traveling home, which you probably heard me talk about a bunch and is also still airing on She's a Super Geek right now. It is um, the last episode of our traveling home will be the last episode of she's a super geek um and so uh and and i couldn't be more pleased about that are you two traveling home then is that the it's just so good i mean is that like just the fitting like way to end it's just such a heartwarming like thing about found family and uh, the podcasting experience um, that Andy and I had with that show was such a found family experience that I just don't know if we could have possibly ended on like a more, um, a more Apropos. correct. It was just so perfect. Anyway, I agree. I really love that game. I'm facilitating it for my home crew right now. Um, in it's like still in testing form. Um, but I know that Ash is, you know, still aiming to have it on Kickstarter in February. So like, oh my gosh, keep your eyes open. And I'm really excited to finish it. We're probably not going to play again until um, play that game again till the new year when you have everybody like back at the table. So we pretty much did like session zero um, for that game this year. So that's that's the the first thing. Um, Secondly, and and this is really funny because I don't know the name of it because I didn't ask the name of it. There's a couple of LARPs that I'm really excited to try um, online next year. And the really terrible thing is that what happens with these is that Wen's like, oh, I just played a cool thing. We should play it. And I'm like, that sounds awesome. We should play it. And I don't know what they're called. Um, so that's, well, we'll find out about them well, as you play well, them. So you, you will so more online, more online LARPs. More online is LARPs is the fantastic. thing. Um, yep. Yes, more of those. Because we were in the habit of doing uh, a big like party LARP um, once a month. And so we're we're trying to at least do one once every like quarter i don't know it's fine no i think it's fine yeah um you still get to do costumes and stuff we did one for my birthday it was delightful um yeah and i'm gonna steal your thunder on one little thing (laughs) i've been watching all of this star trek which don't get me wrong i have enjoyed purely for the joy of watching star trek and then having weird moments of like rereading an old favorite book and suddenly being like 
there's a Star Trek joke in here that I never got before. And I've read this book so many times, right? But um, the other game that I'm really excited about going into 2021 is that I'm finally going to play a Star Trek game that you are going to run. So to be clear, (laughs) how much Star Trek have I made you watch before I'm willing to run this game? I mean, I have now watched a curated romp through all of TNG. Curated. Yes. Right? And then we're in season six of DS9. Yes. Yes. Good. Yes. So not a small amount of Star Trek. No. So we've been preparing to play this game for a while. (laughs) Uh, I mean, so yes. Um, On two points. One, uh, I wasn't ready to run it yet. Yes. Um, I wanted to run it for in, in next year. But two, and I need to say this in the most sensitive way possible, understanding how you i think you understand now how much of a trek nerd i am right (laughs) i didn't want you to play this game wrong (laughs) ouch and i'm not talking about the rules we'll figure out the rules as a whatever rules i'm talking about the canon like like i needed you i needed you to to be making up my own sci-fi tropes Correct. I needed you to, well, I mean, you can still make up your own once we start playing, but I needed you to be able to recognize the key ones. Like, if I drop something in the game, I need you to be able to be like, oh, like. It's fine. I know, like, what a Hollow Sweet bottle episode looks like now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like Holodeck accident episode? Totally going to have one, right? Like, time traveling episode? Totally going to have one. Want a mirror universe? I was like, are we going to go to the sexy universe? Because there's definitely the normal universe and then the sexy universe. <laughs> also known as the mirror universe. But it's in DS9, it is definitely the, the sexy, sexy universe. universe. <laughs> yeah, I think in, in the original series, it wasn't quite as sexy. It no, was, it was somewhat just sexy. terrible, the terrible universe. But then, right. but then they but were d- like, we can, but look what we can put Karen Norris in. Yes. Dress her as a dominatrix. <laughs> Just march her around. <laughs> yes. Um. So anyway, so yes. So I mean, we at Misdirected Mark have been having a watch party. Um, has that watch party been used to um, to um, get a number of potential players um, schooled up and ready to play in Star Trek? <laughs> also, yes. Yes. But it that has also awesome. been a very nice pandemic activity. Oh, it's been so much fun. It's been very um, good. And actually, I'm very and, grateful and, for it. And just being able to see like a world that has a functional government and stuff. Um, <clears throat> it's been a good, it's been a good, a good thing to dive into. I, I myself am just about to, I'm in the last season of Voyager. Yeah. Like I'm about to knock off the last 20 something episodes of Voyager and then I will have done a full watch of Voyager as well. Yeah. Um, which will have less to do with our game because I'm pretty much on the fact that we're not doing a Voyager game. Like we're no, we're like we're in alpha. We're in the alpha or beta quadrant. Yeah. 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 Anyway. um, Good. I'm glad you're excited for that. I'm excited to run it. Um, I don't even have the full crew yet. I have a few things I know. Right. Like I know the ship. Uh huh. Um, I don't remember if I, I don't think I've named it yet. I just know which class of ship. And for people who are Trek fans, I want to do an intrepid class, um, an intrepid class ship, uh, which is for the for people who aren't versed in it, that is the uh, same ship as Voyager, um, which I think one is probably one of the best looking Star Trek ships, and two, uh, it's got some pretty cool features. Um, it's not ex- it's not ridiculously large like a galaxy, and you can land it on a planet, and it's still big. It, it kind of it, it's got a little of everything. We can still have some red red shirts. As it were. Oh, oh, totally, totally, right? Like, it has a crew compliment. Uh, like, unlike the galaxy, which is like, you know, a floating city. Right. Um, f- it, it is a purposeful ship, but it's made for, like, long, it's made for, like, long-term exploration. And um, it's, uh, it's got, what is it, bioneural circuitry, um, which, you know, as soon as you name something like that, it goes wrong in, uh-huh. you know, at least one or... There's an early Voyager episode where the ship gets a cold. Right, the the no, the bio neurogels packs get infected. Yeah, it's a thing. Anyway, um, I, yeah, I'm also excited. That's a long <laughs> way of saying I'm also excited about uh, Star Trek. It's gonna be great. I think I'm. I mean, I don't know. We still got time, but I'm probably gonna play a trill because. 
Oh, I don't blame you at the least. I have actually in previous games played a Trill. Yeah. And I have played a Bajoran. Yeah. Both of those things sound delightful, but the thing about Trill that's really appealing is I would like to have a long, sordid history of previous relationships. Oh, of course. (laughs) Hosts are... Yes. Uh Uh-huh. The Dax symbiont is one of my favorite characters in the... uh, Ah, great. Good stuff. Okay, good. Um, Any other games you're excited for? Um... I wish I could... I wish I knew the names of the LARPs that I'm like really mm-hmm. excited to right. play so i feel silly about that because i don't but well, uh right. but that's fine uh, i'm i'm trying to think there was there was something else but um oh you know what it is i think it's still on kickstarter even right now on um, jian shim is uh doing a solo game called oh, yes um oh shoot oh shoot i can see the picture of oh, it because it's God, that box of stuff something of memory field guide to memory there we go and um, Nailed it. It's super cool. It's going to start in February. So what you do is right, you back the Kickstarter right now. And in February, you start getting emails um, that are basically like functionally. It sounds like they're um, probably maybe in character prompts for the game. And then you like, you know, journal through them. And like your your previous mentor was a cryptozoologist who's been missing in the field for five years. So you're trying to reconstruct her um her research because she's presumed dead but like so you're getting sort of all these bits and pieces and paraphernalia that was her old stuff to reconstruct both her research and then her relationships with you and others and it just looks really cool so i am i will be playing that by myself um and i am very excited for it and one of the things that i need to do for that is um, find the perfect notebook to do it in because that is oh, going to be God. like I need a physical like game piece for that. That's I I didn't there there were physical level things I didn't quite go that far in. It sounds like they're gone now anyway. But like where they're going to actually send out physical paraphernalia instead of just um, like imagery. But like the thing that I need is like I need a little like character notebook thing that will be where all of that stuff tracks and lives. And um, I'm really excited about the game. And I think it is a brilliant idea to be doing right now while we're all still like staying as isolated as we can. And um, Oh, I, I, I oh, totally agree. Great. I, I think the, um, uh, what you call it? I think that the stress of uh, picking out the perfect notebook is going to be a lot. I, um, I, I I have had notebook anxiety before. I'm um, I'm gonna say like it's not gonna be something where like I'm like do 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 and I just go online and find something. I'm like oh that looks cool and then buy it. Oh no, I am expecting this to be a multi-day, if not multi-week, like foray experience into what is the correct notebook, both in terms of me using pleasantly because we've talked about notebooks on this show before and I like things like, you know, you know, opens flat, etc. But then on top of that, like from the perspective of like the 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 trappings and setting of the game conceptually, it also needs to feel like it has that thing I- and <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to regret the next words that I come out of my mouth yes. in in a, in a few weeks. Good. But but have you considered <laughs> uh, uh, one of those travelers notebooks with the individual ones that slide in like you no. were doing for a bit? Oh, which okay, what? Tell have me. you considered just making your own <laughs> notebook? Like like have you considered the idea of just, you know, finding some paper, constructing it, folding it, coming up with, you know, either a bound um, center or, you know, looking at some of the ways that you can glue bind, you know, papers. Like, have you, have you contemplated this yet? I have, but I will tell you, I haven't contemplated it for this particular project. I've contemplated it for a number of things previously. Um, the problem that I have run into with it is that I don't actually have the right equipment to make a really good long-term binding. I can fake it. (laughs) Well, I'm just I'm I'm just throwing these out here. Like I'm just uh, I'm just. Are you saying that's all right? My that's all right. I just you know I just equipment? I don't want to knock you down a rabbit hole that you like it will take you weeks to come out of. But yeah, I mean, but see, like I could get the right equipment. Like all I I just need I need like the clamps to hold the paper. 
I need um, the 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 thing like the awl to to punch the holes to stitch the binding. Um, and that I mean that's pretty much it. I just really need just really need those two things. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying like maybe that's a thing you might you know. Anyway, anyway that's fine. Okay, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> how about I name a few and then we'll yeah rock and roll yeah out yeah here? yeah we rock and roll out of here. We'll record some outtakes and call this good. Sure. So, uh, so we, so we named, um, we named Star Trek already, of course. Um, Cyberpunk Red uh, would be another one, of course. I want yeah, yeah. to, I mean, uh, of course, I want to run Cyberpunk Red. I'm very excited about the game in general. Uh, that is definitely before it gets to my table in a campaign format. It is probably going to be a one shot. I will probably run something just to, um, just to play it out, like just to get you know shake it out and like give it a feel. Uh, and then, um, other things that I am excited about, um, uh, well, so I really want to play Cartel. I know you played it. You finished playing Cartel. I did. It was delightful. I held out, I held out for the completed game. Yes. Because I wanted, I wanted the final completed game. And truthfully, I want the location cards, which I don't think are, are, are actually done yet. Um, but the game book is so good looking <laughs> like it's so amazingly laid out um and i love the artwork uh i've always been a fan of this game i have always supported this game i played it in its um early incantation i played it um during the kickstarter with mark um online one night i think that that was posted somewhere i watched um, it yeah, and uh, I'm dying to run it because I think, as we know, I'm a huge Narcos fan. Um, so I very much want to run this game, but I've been waiting. So that's going to be on my table this year. And finally, oh, not finally, I got two more. Uh, and they're both from the same publisher, Free League, because Free League is kind of rocking my world lately. Um, Twilight 2000. Mm-hmm. Which is probably a little more hardcore traditional game than I'm used to playing. But I love the premise of, of Twilight 2000. And as a kid, I could never grok the actual original game system because I was, I think, too young for it. Sure. Uh, so I'm actually looking forward to playing a more accessible version of Twilight 2000 and kind of telling some of those gritty war stories. Uh-huh. And then lastly, um, I had been kind of lukewarm on... Uh, the Aliens game. Like, I thought it was a neat idea, but I didn't really think it was the kind of thing I wanted to get into. But uh, they just announced in March that Free League's going to release the Colonial Marines Operations Guide, which means that you can play Colonial Marines like in the movie Aliens. Uh, and then suddenly my interest in this game shot up uh, dramatically because uh, Aliens is one of my um, favorite action movies, period. Oh. And uh, the chance to actually play some colonial marines uh, trying to wipe out some aliens um, uh, is all I'm all for. Um, sure. Yes. So I will probably at some point pick up the alien RPG and then the colonial marine operations guide so that I can uh, I can play some I can play some colonial marines. Yeah. If you are of my generation, um, it probably rings truer. Like. Um, aliens was like what really got me into military sci-fi. Okay. Um, cause I just, I, I love that kind of, I love that Venn diagram of sci-fi and military. Um, anyway, I'll nerd no longer about that. <laughs> um, there are folks who know exactly what I'm talking about, Yes. but Good. the first time I saw the colonial Marines rock and roll in aliens, I was, I was sold. Um, I just realized that this is my excuse to go to jet pens. I mean, all right. I'm going to just tell okay, you as a person. I'm right going to tell on. you as a person who goes to jet pens from time to time. <laughs> do not go to jet pens without setting a budget first. Yes. You have to set a budget first. There is no upper <laughs> limit to how much you can spend at jet pens. Oh, so you got to like, you got to go in and be like, I'm buying a notebook, but I'm not spending more than $30 on a notebook. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> and and people are like thirty dollars, but I assure but, you. But it is just for a game, and I assure you, you can spend more than that on jet pens for a notebook. Yes, I have talked myself down three times from a two hundred dollar um, German notebook system. Ah, ah, 
Ah. Although, yes, <laughs> I will say that. Um, I was going to say, if you really wanted to do the Traveler's Notebook, I will send you my Traveler's cover and you can buy some inserts. Oh, hmm. I'm not using it. Yeah, like I, I I, I'm trying to decide how easy it would be to write large chunks of information in because I am expecting to do a, a pretty good amount of writing. Well, the cool part is you just buy more inserts. Yeah, of no, which but I, I mean, probably have. Some. I mean, in terms of like getting them open and flat, and then like because they're long and narrow. Oh, that is a yeah. problem. Right. That is the that is the thing that over time I was like mm, about the whole thing. Right. I myself, for a reasonable price notebook. Um, I myself am a big fan of the Moleskine yeah. journals and the big one. You don't have to get the little one. If you get the bigger one, yeah, then it's easier. Um, those open up. Those open up really nicely. They lay flat. Um, they're not spiral bound, so that they. Um, if you like spiral bound, I'm left handed. I hate. I hate anything spiral bound. Um, I see. I, I don't mind spiral bound because it is like. I am right-handed and I like things that open flat because I don't like to have to hold it open as I'm writing, which is part of the reason that I like the notebooks that I've been getting the, the deconstructed ones. Um, my, my recommendation is get um, a Moleskine or something similar. Um, get it in uh, dot. Yeah. Not lines. Yeah, yeah. Cause then you can draw and do charts. Yes. And yeah, that's kind of, what because you can actually draw. Yeah. Like that's the other thing. Like I can't draw. Like you could actually make your journal for this game like really artistic. I know, and like, it's really you exciting. Could do, right. Like you you could do sketches and then color them in and stuff like like you could really do like that where I um I cannot. Yes. Um Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I'm I, I you know what? I will point you at some I will point you at some jet pen journals that might achieve the goal that you're looking for yeah i mean in the end with some good paper in the end like, like it may be fine for me to just go to barnes and noble and browse because i know that they have that kind of dot dip, 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 bullet journaling dip, but <laughs> dip, dip. take those words out of your mouth because <laughs> if you're going to go to jet pens but not like, only are you scared to say stop get those words out of your mouth that's right Get those words out of your mouth. No, because, all right, we'll talk about that. You know what? Let's wrap, wrap the show. Wrap this up and, and we can talk the about after that show, in the after show. I'm going to talk to you about all of this. Yes. Okay. Good. Because we're about to fall down a stationary rabbit hole and oh, people yes. should get to, enjoy, patrons should get to enjoy that. And in order for us to get to out of this show it. and wrap it up, yes. which we need to do right now, we need to talk about another show on the Misdirected Mark Network. What is that show? Um, Tonight, we are going to talk about Gnome Stew, in which uh, a random collection of gnomes who write- Isn't it the Gnome Cast? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's from the it's Gnome from, Stew. So the Gnome cast in which a variety of gnomes from Gnome Stew, which is what I was trying to go to, but my brain got a little bit ahead of me there. Um, chat about cool topics, sometimes things that we've written about, sometimes just cool things that have to do with the world of gaming at the moment. Um, occasionally interviews. Um, but you should go check it out. It's actually shorter than this show now, which is really funny, unless I'm on it, in which case it's not. Good luck. <laughs> in which case, that whole short form thing flies out the window, because let's just call this like it is. Phil is not the only one responsible for going long. Thank you. Just, Thank you. You know. <laughs> Say send up. Where do people find us on the internet? Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us on the Misdirected Mark forums, which is forums.misdirectedmark.com. Or you can drop us an email, panda at misdirectedmark.com. And please, once you have us in one of those locations, Phil, what is the, the amazing, the wonderful, the brilliant thing that they can do for us to help us keep going, especially when we're like, oh, gosh, need a bunch of short topics, which we may continue to do. <laughs> We need topics. It's plain and simple. Um, we need your questions, your ideas, your suggestions, uh, anything that you might want to hear us talk about on the show. Uh, the truth of the matter is, um, we could come up with this stuff ourselves. We, I mean, we honestly, we we're a bit lazy about it, not right? Like we stopped. To. We stopped writing the show. We stopped editing the show. <laughs> we're not even picking out the topics for the show. But truthfully, we've never picked out the topics for the show. So the other things have come after that. But anyway, the point being is. Um, really the point is this, as much fun as we have talking to each other on the show, and we have a lot of fun talking to each other on the show, our main job and the whole reason we've been here for the 200 plus episodes is we want to make your games better. 
Yeah. So uh, we do that by talking about the things that are important to you in gaming Mm -hmm. so that um, our hopes is that our experiences and our ideas uh, are things that you can carry off into your game and have uh, better gaming experiences, better times with your friends and just all around um, much better gaming. So we hope that we're doing that. And the way we do that is you give us ideas. We then talk about them. Uh It's a very simple transaction um, and we hope that you'll engage in it. Um, so pick any one of those medias and do uh, just that. Now, if you like what we do here elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark Network, uh, please consider supporting our Patreon campaign. Go to patreon.com slash MMP. Um, you get a bunch of stuff for supporting it. I'm just going to run through a couple of the highlights. You get access to the Slack Room for Life. Um, I've said it, I think, almost every episode. It is a fine group of humans. It has been um, my safe harbor uh, during these quarantines. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I really just enjoy the people that are there and just sharing life and talking about um, everything. Uh, we also do a uh, luncheon. So um, if you're you know if you a patron, we put up a link. You can come join us uh, for lunch or whatever meal falls at 12.30 p.m. Eastern for you. Yes, whatever that is. Whatever for that me, is. For me, it's second breakfast. Yes. <laughs> We like having you there. Uh, we like getting together and seeing everybody face to face. You get the um, the after show from this show, which is sometimes known as the bonus outtakes, but really it's just kind of morphing into an after show. You get the after show from the misdirected Mark. Uh, that show will be kicking off um, again, recording live next week. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, if you're listening to this, it'll be recording live tomorrow. Yes. Um, <laughs> it is next week for recording time, but for listening time, it's tomorrow. It'll be back on the air. Yes. Um, yeah. And then there's other things you can do that you don't even have to be part of the uh, patronage. Like you can, you know, our watch parties and stuff like that. That's just on our forums, which are, you know, open to everybody. Anyway, your patronage does a lot to make um, all of this possible from our hosting to our equipment and all of that. So um, we appreciate all that immensely. We appreciate everyone who is a patron of the show immensely. Um, so thank you. Thank you, everyone, uh, for doing that. Now, if um, if you are already a patron, that's awesome. And if you're not a patron, we totally understand. There's one more thing you can do. Uh, I don't even want to get into this elaborate plan. It is like the mousetrap of ideas. Um, it involves you doing a whole bunch of things and getting some stranger to listen to us mm. um, so that they will love us and also um, – uh, you know, follow us and then they won't be a stranger anymore because they'll be friends with you in the Slack room. There is that one more thing. What is that thing they can do? Well, you can leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. Every new review we get really does actually help new people find the show. Like just random people who might be searching for RPG stuff and not know that they should be searching for pandas because that's weird. It's true. Save they us from our that. SEO failure. Um, so, <laughs> so leave us a review. They also make us feel really warm and fuzzy on the inside. So thank you so very much to everybody who's already left one. We really, really appreciate them. Um, They're super helpful. Super and you can helpful. also do it just by telling your fellow gamers. Yeah, you like, can do that too. Or like on Twitter or like whatever. Yeah, yeah. Totally could do that. We, we, love, we love that too. Yes. Good. Cool, cool. All right. Say, Senda. Uh-huh. What characteristics are you looking for in a notebook? This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Show me what you got. 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 This time we are in good shape. Yeah, you know, sometimes cool. Audacity does that. It's okay. happened to me once in a like once or twice where it just all of a sudden it's like, ah, oh, yes, but no. And then although you're recording in GarageBand, aren't you? No, I'm recording in Audacity because it's much lighter for recording. But, uh, you know, it occurs to me that I did some funky things. Like, I recorded a thing with Andy earlier. Uh, then I unplugged my computer from everything that connected oh. it to the mic. Then I walked back in and replugged it to everything oh. that connected to the mic. And then when I hit record, it was like, I can't find your and audio. And was Audacity open the whole time? Yes. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, I don't think it I don't think it much likes that. I, I, I try know. to make it... I try to make it a point to um, only open Audacity when the mic is plugged in, 
and then yes. to um what you call it and then to uh close audacity before i pull the mic out yeah it wasn't it wasn't very pleased with me about all of that nonsense but yeah. you know we closed it we opened it we're back we're back in business i don't think it's super plug we're and pray and my oh my Plug and pray is what we used to call plug and play back in the early 90s when it first came out. Oh, when it was like the giant. No, I mean, yes, I mean, yes, these are like. No, 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 no. When plug and play first came out, like USB plug and play and stuff like that, it wasn't it wasn't very stable. So plug and pray was more like it. Like you just plug it in, unplug it and hope to God the system wasn't like, what just happened? <laughs> I don't know. I had a Mac then and whatever you could plug in did usually just work. I'll tell you the thing that the, I'll, t- I'll tell you the thing that Mac is still cranky about, though, right? Like I have a backup mm-hmm. drive, man. And if you um, I haven't had to do this during the pandemic because I, you know, just work at home. But when I was working in the office, I would have to constantly um unplug my laptop and take it with me to meetings mm-hmm. and um boy if you don't eject that backup ooh. disc ooh, is it yeah. unhappy it gets mad it, because it, it, you it, you have to safely eject it yes it it will it will tell you in no uncertain terms what you have done wrong yes yeah because you can do bad things to your data yeah so um, i have a I, I so i found a free uh little tiny application that goes up in the bar yeah. Um, that ejects everything in one push. Ah, so, so just be like click. Yeah, you unplug. just you just yeah you just hit it and then like whatever it is like even if there's like uh, ISOs mounted or whatever it just like actually I think the way I have it configured it will unplug all external media but not it will not unmount ISOs like so anything that's we local. We should talk about this after the no, show. No, we really shouldn't. We should not talk about this <laughs> but after. But we should, this we, should is boring. we should start the show. Yes. Is what we should I'm do. kind of pushing for. Yeah, we should do that, but we should not come back to this topic. <laughs> that is not a thing we should we should return to. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm ready to begin. I'm ready. Okay. Bloop. Jingle, jingle, jingle. I already did that. We already did that. It's holiday. You can do it again. No, I can't because this is going to come out after Christmas. Like bells don't exist after Christmas. Whatever. They don't exist after Christmas. What is the sound of New Year's? Oh, the party horn. Yeah. Or like clinking champagne glasses or like fireworks. No, fireworks are just going to confuse the 4th of July. That's just, that's, that's, <laughs> what is happening to this show? 